Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is a show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book, I do the review and stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Joining me today is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hi, everyone. And um, we're reading uh, an interesting book. I just want to say thanks to um, all of the people who uh, enjoyed the uh, podcast that we did about why we're podcasting with a, with a new uh, Oh, was there some pod- feedback about it? Um, uh, just two bits of, uh, two bits of uh, messages and oh, yes nice. so people those two people liked it let me put it that way so Sweet. two people liked it thank you um, although one person did say luke you've got to get your microphone sorted out but no we've done that now we've actually both got a microphone pointing at our mouths it should sound really good now i know we keep it? trying to do this but like again audio quality for me is one of those things where like just as we mentioned in that podcast just getting it out there because all that was we was we 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 recorded the skype call and with the Skype call recorder, not just our individual mics all, all together. Yeah, so yeah. actually, even that podcast where I was talking about how the quality of the audio recording isn't the most important thing, having it done and finished and out is, is the most important. Impo- is more important yeah. than the audio quality. And as I was saying that, when I listen back to the audio quality, I'm like, hmm, it's a good job we're saying that because this audio quality is so- not... Didn't not sound great, did it? No, it wasn't, okay. the, wasn't the best. But um, I don't know, it's slowly getting there. We're slowly buying more and more bits of foam for the yeah. office here. And foam and, and microphone. Yeah, no, you got a microphone. Microphone stand. Foldable microphone extendy things. It's called a microphone stand. So uh, okay, okay, but, fo- you, you, but you can call it a foldy extendable uh, <laughs> microphone thingy if you want. Well, it's good because now my hands can like yeah, do you can stuff actually move around. Yeah, I I have a good microphone and uh, there shouldn't be any humming or yeah. Um, oh no! Other... It was on the juggling podcast. Was when you were because that's when we, you were trying to you couldn't move your arms around, and so the SFP SFBRP listeners didn't hear you not being able to move your arms around because I'd positioned a mic yes. stand incorrectly. But now but you can. But previous swing your podcast, arms around. I'm swinging my arms. You're now wildly. talking. Oh, that, uh, yeah, now I touched you, it. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. Well, at least we know now your bounds that when you talk with your hands um, too much like <laughs> how, how an much Italian. I can, I can't. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. All right. So today's book. Let's get into it. Um, a uh, a listener to the science fiction book review podcast, uh, he uh, he said, "Hey, you should read." Oh, first of all, he said, "Hey, uh, you said on a podcast that you want to get into game development, and so he gave me a job working with his new indie game studio Sweet. doing game development, which yes. is pretty cool." Uh, and then in our m- one of our many work um, Zoom call conversations talking about game development, he was like, "Hey, you should uh, you should read some books," and uh, and and so the book that he said he said what you should do is you should get you should read one of the warhammer books the warhammer 40000 books Whoa, what's that? Okay, Warhammer 40,000 or 40K. I'm not sure exactly the the, uh, terminology. Okay. Um, It's a games workshop kind of thing. So in other words, you roll dice and you move space marines and they kill orcs and gribblies and um, battles and stuff like that. So is that like a D&D thing? It's not D&D. It's a miniatures game. So D&D is like you are... The the rules are like what the the, um, game... uh, the game master, the dungeon master, creates. Yeah. They say, "Hey, I'm, we're telling a collaborative story here. Yeah. We're going to set up a situation. You decide what you want to do, and then we'll roll the dice to see like who does it." Now, these wargaming things with these miniatures is is a setup where you go, "All right, you have." 20 little miniatures on the table okay. and I have 20 little miniatures on the other side of the table. Yeah. Each one of them can move 20 centimetres at a time and shoot this amount of time and stuff and you actually literally play it's like chess but like free form chess like each one of the things has a capability and you track its damage and things like that and it's perfect uh, I 
did very, very many variations of this when I was a kid. You played this? Well, you, anyone, any kid with any uh, like little war figures or something starts doing this when they're about 12 years old. Because before, before you're 12 years old, what you do when you're a kid, you're like, hey, you've got a toy, I've got a toy, and we can just, with our like, complete lack of uh, reality checking and error checking, you're like, you just all believe... The Im- uh, yeah, imagination. it's all in the imagination. Yes. You can just be like, ah, I shoot you, bang. And you go, I shoot you, bang. And, like, and yes. it's just the force of will of whichever small child has the strongest force of will. Right, they are right. the one who uh, who can sort of like make their side win. Yeah. But after a certain amount of time, everyone rediscovers miniature wargaming and sort of like, you've got an army and I've got an army. Okay, let's say each one of the small ones can move 10 centimeters, 10 centimeters. the big ones can move 20 centimeters, and they can each shoot like uh, 12 centimeters. So you have to move your little figures within range and then take a shot. So everyone, you know, each one of them. And everyone recreates this. Um, uh, H.G. Uh, Wells was one of the first people who actually did a codified wargaming thing using these little tin soldiers or whatever and would make a wargaming system. Okay. And you, anyone can do this. Like one of my teachers at school had, who was into these Napoleonic war things and I, I found yeah. them very unsatisfying because it was all about cavalry charges and if you actually successfully did a cavalry charge and chased th- the other players, like the other players' pieces off the, off the board your pieces would be like, yay, let's go root them. And they'd also run off the board and you'd be like, wait, I've lost my army. I won that battle, but now my like half of my army is gone chasing these things off there. And they're like, well, they left the battle field. And it was and it was one of those kind of things that each one of these systems, like, why are you looking at me with your eyebrows raised so much? And all No, like this? this is an absolutely new kind of... Exactly. I've never done this, never heard it. I mean, I heard about you tin heard soldier so army yeah. things. And, so but... what? what is that? So what Games Workshop did, again, this is all off the top of my head. I've, I don't know if this is actually the truth. <laughs> They say, can we get in on this and have a branded uh, form of gameplay, which means that if you want to keep, you know, if you want to buy more army, you pay us money to build out your army and we'll have a rigorous set of rules and all of that kind of stuff. And they had this, you know, Warhammer is this idea where you have space marines and they go up against space orcs or whatever. Space orcs. Yeah, look, if we just do a Google, just do a Google image search of Warhammer and immediately see the kind of thing. And it's these big guys with big helmets. The big shoulder pads is kind of what I always what this kind of sounds like Warhammer. Warhammer sounds yeah. like one of those uh, engines where you uh, the 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 um, artificial intelligence where you feed it with words and it spits yeah. out oh, yeah. combinations. It's, it's totally a, a, a Titan fire gods of gods of empire kind of thing like that. But sounds it's pre-ordered. I don't know when it comes out. This is, this is, this stuff's been around. War. Just <laughs> just type in Warhammer. One word. I think it's Warhammer. Oh uh, okay. And and then Warhammer image search. Game. What do you see when? Uh, just describe what you see now to the the SFVRP listeners if you say. Okay, type I see in. lots of little figures. Yeah. Yes, and exactly. Big, uh, and bigger figures. Like big, like in in like you have with a miniature world where you yeah, have like a big a terrain, yeah, a like, terrain thing, yeah. and um, well, it's it's all it's not zoomed in anything. Okay, really. we'll just scroll through image search a bit. Paints. More. Yeah, you. Oh yeah, oh, that's a big part of it as well. Like some people get into it because they like making like snapping the little bits of plastic. Oh, and computer. Is it computer games? Oh yeah, there are computer games. And here's the thing: there's not just computer games. There's also novels and Warhammer. Uh, what's what's the orcs? Space orc. orc. Is it space orc, space Spake marine, wolf, again, Hulk? I, yes, I don't know all the terminology. <laughs> Literally, I just know that there's space marines and orcs. That's the only thing I ever knew about it, because that's the thing that you can kind of see in the. In yeah, it the... looks like a, a robot kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, I th- I thought like if I hear Warhammer, yeah, what in do you my think? head it sounds like it's fantasy. Well, here's the thing. Let's get into it. Okay, let's get okay. into it because Warhammer is also well. Let's get it. Uh, put put a pin in that. I think it's also fantasy. Okay. Um, and then we'll talk about this because uh, right. this I I'm coming from this 
from like with no experience at all of Warhammer, except seeing like the shop windows of the Games Workshop or wherever it's from, where you yeah. see all these little so the figures, figures and see pictures of the little figures. Yeah. I know that there's some Warhammer games. I know that there's some comics, probably some TV shows. Yeah, it's probably going to be a movie in the future if they can get funding from China or whatever, mm, okay. like they did with World of Warcraft. You know, it's it's sort of like adjacent to all of these things. Yes, nerd gaming where you put a framework, a franchisable. Um, uh, you know, framework around uh, the 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 nerdery, and in yeah, this case, like the this is cinematic universe of. Well, yeah, it's like, a, like this is a branded version. So if you want to do wargaming, you can get the figures. But also, do you want to read like? But here's the thing with with Dungeons and Dragons, you create your own story around the, like the backstory yeah, of like there what, are rules, what the, yeah. and within that, you create a story. No, no, it's not that there's rules and you create your own story. The point of that is to create your own story, right? Or your own character arc and all that kind of stuff. Now, with Warhammer, again, as far as I know, what you're doing is creating the much larger like battles that happen. You don't really, you're not really caring about caring about like the individual people in the battles, and that's mm -hmm. what Dungeons and Dragons comes from. Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons was a way that they had that like, oh, we're doing this this um, big game, you know, with this big battle. It's like this, the, the war gaming kind of stuff with yeah. all these figurines and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And you're like, oh, the, my guy over here is a king. You're going with this emperor, and we're going to battle. And Dungeons and Dragons was a way to get the backstories of the characters, like where, how did they rise to power? Right. Where did they get their treasure from? How did they get their money? Why? How do they know all these spells that we're going to use in this wargaming situation? Yeah. And they were like, let's make a system where instead of it being big battles of, of you know ranks and ranks of army, we just concentrate on like three characters each and yeah. see how they got to have this big battle. And that's what Dungeons and Dragons is. So Dungeons and Dragons is literally backstory of wargaming. Okay. But with Warhammer, they don't have that so much, or at least I don't know that so much. So you also have these novels, the novelizations of like, how did, you know, what is going on here? Why are these space marines fighting these space orcs? And so you have the, um, you have books. So they get authors, say, write a book. And then everyone who's a fan of Warhammer, if they want to know who this little new figurine that we're putting out, who's riding on the back of a space dinosaur, will have a novel that tells them about that. They do the same in all of these extended universe of Star Wars, you know, okay. comics, every comic book, you look, see someone in the background and they get their own comic book yeah. and goal gets filled in. It's that kind of stuff. So... You could have a book. Somebody writes a book about a new person, mm -hmm. and uh, then it also a, a, a war, like a war situation, gets mentioned. Do they the players then reenact the wars, or do they come up with their own? I don't know. I think okay. what it happens is like, how many soldiers do you have over there? And there'll probably be a formula to make sure it's too, not, not not overly balanced. If you know what I mean. Right. Like if we talk about like alien and aliens in the first one yeah. there's you know one alien versus you know eight crew members in the next one there's you know hundreds and hundreds of uh, aliens but they're up against space marines and the space marines are more powerful you yes. know and then you stick a predator in the mix and suddenly you get right. these balances so you think ah oh, okay maybe 20 aliens versus eight marines versus one predator and you're like ah oh, right we're right we're around about the 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 right stage there yeah like you start chess with both sides yeah, yeah. the same how equal but if yeah. it's not equal if like one side has got space marines and the other side has got space orcs like how do you know which ones are more powerful i, I guess they like each side has got pawns you know each side's mm -hmm. got different things and you can there's probably tables to look at but again i don't know because okay. i've never played warhammer okay. i don't know so, how much people think about the law and the backstory when they're actually doing a battle i think it's mostly about painting them but again i okay. don't know <laughs> <laughs> okay so it's it's a bit like uh, how we have um in in and we read before uh, the Perry Roden, where you have a, 
a universe or something, and then different authors add okay, different let's get things, into it. So, and then you have different. We are, I, I've just spent like ten minutes now explaining Warhammer, from, uh, like an Badly. idiot who doesn't know anything <laughs> about Warhammer, who's just like picked stuff up from Osmosis, telling someone you who knows nothing about Warhammer. Absolutely okay. not. There's a book, a book series, and I said, and I said, uh, I, and I know that there's thousands of these books. Like there's hundreds and hundreds of Warhammer books, novelizations that you can get because, eight, like I said, each character has one. So, okay. so I said to, uh, so I said to our SFBRP listener, I said, give me one book or give me one starting <laughs> place, and yeah. he said, the Horus Heresy, book one, um, uh, Horus Rising. And okay. apparently this is not Warhammer 40,000. It's not set 40,000 years in the future. It's Warhammer 30,000. It's only set 30,000 years in the future. So it's like the backstory of what this big thing is in the backstory of all these other novels that have written. Right. What happened 10,000 years before Warhammer 40,000? Yes. Uh, and it's this thing called the Horus Heresy. And Horus Heresy is something that is mentioned in all these other books. and in Okay, these so other it's good material. to have that knowledge if, yeah. if you... So this is at 10,000 years before Warhammer actually kicks off. And it's book one in the Horus Heresy written by Dan uh, Abnett. Dan okay. Abnett. And, and uh, so let me just get into this again. Let's just, I just want to get like move forward a few more points before you dive in here because I want to actually say what it was like to get into this, to right. start reading this. Um, he said that it's even, it's a great audiobook narrator and it's even available on YouTube. You know, there's just here oh, yes. and he sent me a link and I was like, oh, great. Six hours long. I was like, great. I'm going to get through this. No problem at all. So I started, actually, I first had a bit of an adventure where I was trying to download the YouTube video, <laughs> which is sort of like a six hour YouTube video, strip out the audio, get it, and then upload the audio to my Overcast, which is my podcast listening app. So then I could yeah. download it onto my phone to have it there and, and start <laughs> listening. So after faffing around with that for an evening well it wasn't i was doing other stuff Quite at the time. time but yeah it took me a few attempts to yeah. get it downloaded uh, also that was at the time when when our internet was yeah. slow wasn't oh it? that was it yeah we had internet <laughs> issues right at the same time as i wanted to download a 780 megabyte video file for a six-hour audiobook and, and strip the uh, audio out of it our download was like oh, was super slow um yeah, it took it actually took less time to upload the MP3 file that I yeah. actually stripped out of that video. So I um I started. I don't know, let me bring up my notes here because I actually made some notes as I was doing this. So I was so I was listening to it, and um as I was going through, uh, I'll put it this way: the reason and here's here's a little bit of my biases going into this. The reason I was like, oh, I'll just do this stuff to download it is that I didn't want to use up an Audible credit on a Warhammer book because I was like, oh, fucking Warhammer, uh, you know, board gaming tie-in kind of stuff. I'm not going to spend an audible credit i'm only got on one audible credit per month um so no i'm not going to bother with that um so that's why i was doing this kind of stuff and so i was listening to it and i was like mm, this is good i was enjoying it it starts off and the, and the opening line was i was there the day that horus slew the emperor or killed the emperor or something like that you're like all oh, right okay so there's an emperor and this is the horus heresy you're like all oh, right so we're it's kicking off a civil war this book is kicking off a civil war between horus and the emperor good. okay that must be what the heresy is the horus heresy <laughs> is we're kicking off with that so um so I was straight into it good stuff and then but then we felt like oh that was quick oh that was over pretty quick right and I was like this storytelling it seems to be switching from like first per not first person to third person no what I'm trying to say like present tense to past tense well, not present tense but like like the fr it was a bit weird anyway so okay. I was like all oh, right okay I was listening to it and I got like about two and a half three hours into it like about halfway through this six hour audiobook yeah and I was like, oh, okay. And then, and then I lost my place, and I was skipping backwards and forwards. And um, 
but there was something not quite right about it. For example,、mm. it felt very linear and very like narrow focus, and I was expecting something with a bit of a wider, wider span or、Some、wider expanse. Different angles. You yeah. Mean. So yeah. I looked over and、um, uh, uh, the Audible version、mm. on Audible, and it turns out the Audible audio book was twelve hours long, and I was like, oh. oh This book is a, so I've only got half of the book here. Like this is just the first half. So I started googling around for the second half of the book, and I couldn't find the second half of the book on on、uh, YouTube. Yeah. But that other one had only been uploaded like a few months ago, and it's sort of like well, it's only a matter of time between this YouTube version of this audio book that someone's uploaded is、yeah. going to be taken down anyway. Couldn't find the second half, and so I was like, oh well, I'll just buy the audio book version. I'll just get. I'll spend the Audible credit because I'm enjoying it already.、Yeah. This is actually pretty good. You、writing. had kind、so、of like、fun. a preview. Yeah, it was like it was like the preview of the book. So I was like, right, let's get into this. So I just downloaded it and I was like, right, now let me find where, like, if where I was, you were, if where I you was were, like two, two, three hours into yeah, three, like say three hours into a six-hour audio book. Let's just go three, like six hours into no, three hours into this twelve-hour、uh, audio book. Yeah, see where I am. And I was like, oh, here I am. And then something came up. And I was like, and then I was like skipping forward. And I was like, no, I've not heard that bit. So I'd skip back. And I'd be like, oh, I've definitely heard that bit. So I'd skip forward. And I'd be like, yeah, I've heard this bit. And then I'd skip forward a bit. And I was like, I haven't heard that bit. And then I'd go back, like go back a bit. And I was like, but I, I have heard, heard this bit.、Yeah. And I was skipping forward, and it was it dawned on me. The the version that had been uploaded to YouTube was an abridged version of the book. It was only、uh, half. So what they did is they stripped out like all the viewpoint characters, which aren't like the main guy. That sounds painfully、yeah. familiar to me. Yeah, as and you you had the same experience with, with was it Dune? Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah. Oh no, was it? Well, no, it was. No,、uh, you you definitely did that、Larry、with Dune. Larry Niven. Yeah, there were some other books where you、yeah. where you got the. I got a paper book. Yeah, paper、uh, book, and it was like half the size. Seventies paper book,、yeah. and it was like,、mm, there's something. And it didn't、missing. even say it was a bridge. Now、yes. uh, maybe on the because、uh, this is an uploaded to YouTube, it wasn't mentioned that was a bridge there. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let's go back to the start. And I did go back to the start. Now there were some like parts of the chapters where I could skip forward, but suddenly it started making sense. In the main book, it was just following、right. Loken, who was like the main character of the book, by far the main character. Okay. But there's these other characters who aren't just all hulk- hulking male space marines. There's the Remembrancers, who are kind of like the reporters slash historians of this、uh, crusade, this space battle crusade、yeah. stuff. And so you actually follow along like the with them. Like the anthropologists. Yeah, the anthropologists, the sociologists, but also the、um, The uh, uh, there's a poet. You so you just spend some time with the poet.、Oh, nice. There's a photographer, an imager. Her job is just to make take take photographs. So she actually、yeah. drops with the troops at some time to see what's going on. Yeah. And then you get like the main interviewer who who gathers the stories, like who gathers the like. Oh, you were there at that battle. Tell us the story of that battle. I'll write it down. I'll do the novelization、yeah. of this battle or、yeah. whatever those、yeah. jobs are. So we actually get stuff from their point of view as well.、Mm-hmm. So it was good to actually then go back and read what they thought. And when I said before, like, oh, this story is weird. It's suddenly from a different point of view. We actually had then like the framing device of that chapter was Loken was going to now tell the story of what happened in this battle from his point of view. Like, oh, we stormed up here, we went up there, we killed the、uh-huh. guy there. Like, so it actually suddenly made all a lot more sense. So it took me quite a while to catch up with where I was before, just filling in these gaps that were there. And then I went through and listened to the rest of the book. Yeah.、Um, Two reasons why I was like, "Hey, I'm just happy to spend an audible credit on this, no problem at all." One、yeah. is it's actually a really good book. Okay. And again, for a book which I get into, sort of like、oh, Warhammer 40k. But when you say someone, give me the best book or the best jumping off point, and they do, and it is the best book and it is the j- best jumping off point, it's actually worth reading. Like、yeah. it is actually a good book, worth reading. A、okay. lot more subtle than I was expecting. And here's the weird thing: I read it once as you know, as this abridged book. Yeah. And it was. 
purely meat-headed, you know, military science fiction propaganda. Yeah. And then I read the unabridged one and I was like, oh, this feels like satire. It feels like, uh-huh. you know, uh, for various like, reasons. It's, it's, it's commenting. It's self-referential. No, literally no. there was time for people to have conversations about what was happening and say, are we the good guys? You know, not quite, not quite like that right yeah. away, but yeah. it certainly develops into that. So, um, yeah. And also women in the book as well. I was just well. about to ask. It's like, oh, Bechdel test passed. And yes. you know, I just like in the first time it wasn't there. But in the other one, there was actually, although it was two named women, maybe they were just talking about a man because they were like, hey, can I get access to this source or whatever? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But there is definitely some different viewpoints there. Um, Suddenly there are females in the story. Yeah. Fe- fe- women. Yeah. Two, there's two women um, in, the, in the story. Can I ask a question? Yeah, go for it. If I, if, I have, uh, if I have something in front of me and it says, the overall thing is called Warhammer. Yeah. It feels like it's ingrained, it's misogynistic. No, there's no misogyny thing. in the book. No? I mean, when you say misogynistic, like you're like, saying women hating. That well, is what, we're, that misogynistic means women hating. Like, yes, but or like, or, or like just, just, you know, not, I mean, yes, not particularly many women, mostly yeah. big, yeah, it's a Got book about space marines. But here's the thing. Anything about war is generally like but anything that's based on the past of, of war, like historical war stuff. Mm. Like it's it's like the Mulan movie came out. Like it's a woman. It's a it's a, a movie or a book or a story or poem or whatever it is, an epic poem about a woman in war. Yeah. But because of just like continuing patriarchy of the past, like it's the women, the women have to like pretend to be men to break out into that. Or if it's like your Wonder Woman, they have to like be on an island separated where only women do They have to be particularly the... amazing. Yeah, they have to be amazing and stuff so okay. it's again i don't think like because this book is based on a miniatures thing where there's lots of space marines and it's maybe this maybe the space marines are like like half of the little figurines in there are women but in this book no it's the, the all the space marines are men yeah. and um and then like i say the women's point of view or the women characters come in as as photographers as the war reporters but then that happens a lot as well in all these yeah. movies like when yeah, we watch yeah. that kong skull island why is it like the women there's a few women who come along as scientists and then the one main woman is it Brie Larson who comes in and does all the action she's a, a war reporter she's the photographer she gets in with the camera and things yeah, like that yeah. so having a woman war reporter or as a woman war reporter is kind of like a standard way of getting the a woman character into, into the, a war zone yeah. um, in war movies and in war stories in the past so it's kind of it's treading familiar ground in that way okay um, well when I said misogynistic I think I, I took the wrong word here okay. in, that, in, that, in that respect but it's very well let me get into let me talk about it because I don't think we need to spend another five minutes getting hung up on this one point because no, I, just, I still have many more no, points no, no, to no, talk I, about I, here. I just wanted to clarify okay. here, okay? Right, cool. That's, that's all. Um, so, yeah. So what I know about the Warhammer is that there's some little space marines, there's some little soldier guys, and then there's bigger versions of those guys who are just bigger. And then there's, like, bigger versions of those guys who are just bigger. And he was like, but they're, like, they're all humans. They all look human, but some of them are just bigger than ever. And Warhammer gets around this by saying, yeah, of course they're bigger. They're just genetically um, modified humans to be immortal um, soldiers. And they're just bigger. Like, there's, there's okay. like, the normal human soldiers. And they're not in, six. like, big suits. Yeah, they are in big suits, suits. But when you actually look at them, there's some, there's some, and some of uh, the soldiers only come up to, like, halfway up, the big soldiers. <laughs> and, yeah, it's just explained right at the start. Like, yeah, there's, like, three different kinds. There's normal, like, baseline human kind yeah. of people. And then you get, like, the space marines, uh, mm. the legions or whatever they are. And they're all, like, seven and a half foot tall, like, good, like, tall 
you know, we're talking like the American football players who you yeah. don't notice how big they are until they stand until next it... to the referee and you're like, holy shit, those guys are big. Yeah. And then on top of that, you get the Astartes or Astartes or something like that. And okay. they're like the super, super soldiers, like the, the, the top top marines okay. of, of all of them. And they're like nine feet tall. So when you actually look at these nine little... Nine mi- feet. Nine feet. Yeah, like three meters. Like th- okay. so, so you've got two meter humans like me, you've got th- two and a half meter humans and then three meter humans. That's kind of the scale that you've got okay. there. And they have bigger and bigger armor. They can carry bigger weapons and and uh, and the 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 extreme soldiers are immortal like they don't die unless they're killed in battle are they operating from earth and here's the thing so let's get into it there's the terran empire there's the new emperor and the emperor has um stamped out all the strife there was a big period of strife back on earth what's that strife is just you know uh, another word for uh, chaos and uh um yeah anarchy struggle anarchy yes and that came from um lots of different religions all having different ideas and they're like uh, and all these like irrational um different things so anyway the emperor g- gets all of them together and decrees that no more irrationality no more superstitious superstition no more um no more uh you know um religion no more uh, believing in magic nothing like that nothing at all like that just rationality mm-hmm. and keeping it straight on the narrow and then proceeds to set up like an irrational cult of personality and sort of like an, a religion based around him in a way if you know what I mean that seems Great. to be what happens and then he says alright space marines we're going to spread out and by this time there's there's a huge uh, human uh, diaspora through the stars which have all been lost contact because of this this time of strife right. and they said right what we need to do is reunite humanity so mm. anyone that you find we're going to spread out any humans that you find say you're joining us you're now going to be part of the terran empire again mm-hmm. yes no yes good no well we're going to get into a war with you and then right. you signed any aliens and if they're dangerous aliens wipe them out and if they're not dangerous aliens uh, i think wipe them out i'm not sure anyway it seems to be okay. sort of like if they're not humans kill them and if they're humans that don't agree to join the empire kill them right. so it's this but but it's being couched in the terms of we are spreading enlightenment throughout the galaxy. Yeah, we're right. we're raising people up from the darkness of their religions and their superstitions, and we are creating a, a galaxy which is safe for humanity in a way that they don't need to worry about superstition and, and religion, etc., etc., etc. Okay. Yeah. So that's the that's the setup of the the emperor. Now, one of the people who are going out is Horus, and he is the war master. It used to be that the emperor would lead the armies himself. He'd be like, "Right, I'm going out." But the emperor is like, "Hey, I've got to do stuff back on Earth. We've got to, you know, work out the taxes, and there's these other weird stuff going he on too." There and he sends his. Uh... And the war master Horus is his like one of his twelve um, main. Their sons, but of course they're all immortal. So this is happening like a thousand years. So he's been—they've been waging these wars for hundreds of years, or a thousand years, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Horus um, is uh, is is the war master, and mm-hmm. is heading out there, and is 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 controlling people and warring. And he's the war master. This yeah. is the first very interesting thing because what? it is known that Horus comes what? very famously from Egyptian mythology. Yeah, and... it's all full of that. Yeah, it's all... Literally, they're saying, oh, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to have a look at the sky. We've got all these Zodiac stuff. Yeah. And each one of my commanders who goes out to the stars is going to take on like some of the uh, characteristics. They're going to take on one of the names and some of the characteristics right. of one of the Zodiac and go out in that direction, like out to the right. stars towards that place. Yes. There's this thing in the, near sense. the end of the book talk, going out towards the Sagittarians. Yeah. Uh, like the centaurs and stuff and they go over yeah. there so um yes it's it's very much acknowledging like people say oh we're now an immortal army with immortal heads 
it's sort of like there is no religion, but we are gods. Yeah. You know, it's very, it's very much like, and that's what I really like about it is that it's the, and I was like, oh, right, I see what the Horus heresy is. That Horus is going to be like, we can't be, like, we're, like, we're meant to be stamping out irrationality, yeah. but this whole, this whole war is irrational. Yeah. And uh, there's meant to be no gods. We're not meant to believe in anything like that. But, no, we, but we praise are the, the, the emperor. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as I was reading through the book, I was like, yeah, there's probably that kind of be kind of is where this book is going, maybe or anything like that. So that's kind of the setup. So each one of these. So um, these Astartes, uh, these um, uh, superhumans, the super, super soldiers, not just the super soldiers. Super, they're, super. they're there. And each there's legions of these and each one of the legions has their own name. I made some notes here. There's the Lunar Wolves, which is sort of like the Hor- Horus's guys. Yeah. And then on top of that, there's the Emperor's Children, who are like the they, they try and for, uh, try and model themselves on the emperor. They say, "Oh no, we always want to like be as much like the emperor as possible," you know. Ooh. And there's these other groups of okay. these things. Let's come up with some names of a group. Go for it. Uh, a name of a of a super soldier group, um, based on maybe mythology or whatever like that. The uh, my my brain is blank. I don't oh, okay. know. Uh, the um um. No, yeah. you, you don't have no. something. I was uh, going to say, if you uh, just came up with them, it's as good as anything in this book. Okay. You just came up with them, sort of like, like the... Uh, um, I don't know, Artemis sword. The, the Artemis swords, uh, or the swords of Art, it would be like yes, the, swords the swords of, of Artemis. Artemis. That there is probably a Warhammer Legion called the Swords of Artemis. And if there isn't... Um, there, there should, should be. be there one. should be. There should be one. So yeah, Swords of Artemis. So, um, so yeah, different guys. And um, so it starts off with this kind of like brief background of what's going on. They're like, all oh, right, there was the, the, um, this guy uh, Horus, yeah. the, the War Master Horus. He's got this council of four people, like okay. these four men, and they each meant to have like dissenting opinions. And he hears all the council, and then he like d- decides. And like, then he comes he, to he an comes informed decision. An informed decisions, mm. and one of them gets killed by going off and oh. going over to like some another remnant of, of humanity which mm. also thinks it's got an emperor and that emperor is like no I'm the emperor oh, and they're like no. oh anyway so he okay. dies and then like we need a replacement because the, the Mornaval which is this group this council of four, uh, four elders four. needs to be four and so our main character Loken gets tagged and like you're coming over here we're going to have this cool little ceremony and we're going to have a council meeting and um, and when and this, there's this cool moment where they said there's going to be a question and he's like what do you mean so there's going to be a question mm-hmm. in other words Horus is going to ask a question and you as the new guy you're yeah. going to be the guy who's expected to answer that question okay and so he does and then he was sort of like oh yeah he took my advice and they're like yes of course he took your advice because this is a test that this is your test and also he knew what you were going to say and he wanted you he wanted to do your course of action but because he's trying to pass himself off as a bit more like forgiving and uh, fatherly and peaceful and not so aggressive all the time he's wanting to become more of a politician rather than just a war master mm-hmm. you you said what needed to be done which is like uh, what's your bit of advance i think we should go kick ass it's like yep you go and kick ass and and he was happy to have that because then it was your idea to go and kick ass rather not than his, his idea. idea so if any if anything goes wrong he can say well i was wanting to be you know um considerate considerate and yeah. forgiving and but uh, this guy but this guy we did we you know this guy we came in and followed his advice so he's like oh i'm just being used and so there's some interesting mm. kind of war council politics that kind of runs through this book about it's like who actually does the war is it the yeah 
the person leading the war as uh, is it the council and the admirals and you the... know or how much are you being used like mm. uh, like uh like is the congress like this thing is sort of like, like is congress, congress general in the and... thrall of the emperor yeah. and is the emperor just using compre- congress to to you know paper over the cracks in the in the whatever the facade it is and just say oh no i had congressional authorization for this war so it, it's not an illegal war <laughs> you know it's like that kind of thing <laughs> yes. um so that, it was all, all lawful. It was all lawful. It was all make it less... So you got these other. So you got the four members of this uh, this group now. This um, uh, Abaddon, Aximand, and Torgaddon. I really like when other people do reviews on Goodreads, and I can go through and actually get the the, the, the names, names and write them down here. Yeah. Uh, and and then got Gavriel Loken, who is the new member of this four person council, and they go through. So. Um, part one of this book is like him coming up and then the the mission that they go on. Mm. And part one is kick the ass, uh, kicking humans ass. So this is like the first half of the book. Probably the first half of the book is this first part mm-hmm. where Loken becomes one of these uh, members and then they go out and, and try and subdue this empire or, or this this. Uh, a rival empire that on this planet that they're going in. They're like, well, it's not subdued yet. So I'm like, well, let's get down there and start doing this, you know, uh, land war in Asia kind of thing. Let's subdue the population kind of thing. Okay. So, um, and they do, but there's some weird stuff happens. And you were saying before, if I heard Warhammer, I would think that it's fantasy. And mm. this is the great, this is one thing that I think is really, really clever in this book is that the whole purpose of the empire is based, and you find this out 45% of the way through the book. Mm. The whole purpose of the, or the whole reason this empire is going on this big crusade is to stamp out a rationality, to say there is no God, there is no superstitions, there are no magic, there is no magic, mm. there are no curses, there are no demons, nothing like that at all. But here's the thing. What's the great quote, Arthur C. Clarke, Arthur C. Clarke quote, which is any technology, uh, no, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. <laughs> yes. Also, you can look at it in a different way. Any alien um, species, which is sufficiently advanced and we don't understand, is indistinguishable from magic. magic. And also any alien which is suitably um, alien to us that we can't even perceive properly, maybe they exist on another plane of existence, is indistinguishable from magic. And there's this thing called the warp, which is how they get around the, the galaxy faster than light. Right. In this other plane that they go through, through the warp, is full of like weird shit that they don't understand like in this other plane and they're using that to get between different places <laughs> but it's kept a secret that there's all kinds of weird shit going on there and if that leaks out into the human people into would become our world, superstitious yeah well not only but it's dangerous but they always clamp it down and there's yeah. always covers up whenever that yeah. comes out because it's too dangerous because it, it gets to the core it's sort of like hey we're going to be this and this is the core identity of our entire empire except this one technology that we need to get actually for it to exist contra- <laughs> like reveals a contradiction in that there is actually random magic-y kind of shit going on right. there as well. So I don't know how this plays out in, in the wider Warhammer, but the way it plays out in this book is that there's this lingering like malaise in the back of it where they're going, oh, and Loken is discovered. He discovers this mm. as he becomes one of these important people like mm. to, to do this. And again, that plays out through the rest of the book in a, in a quite interesting way. Um, so that's part one. Part two is very much like a Starship Troopers kind of let's go on a bug hunt. There's these mega arachnids, mega arachnids, like these big super spiders, which are, are kept on this on this single planet. And they're like, let's go and kill those spiders. Yay. And it's just a disaster. And then like, let's send in people to kill the, to, to save the people who are being killed well, by the thing. And they send in people and they're like, let's send in people to save the people, people who, who we sent in to people? save the people. Yeah. And they go there and they're like, 
let's send in the people to to save the people no. who were sent into the oh yeah it gets like four layers deep in the end like oh. no, but that's the whole point this is this is not the this is not the main our main war legion we actually get like a different character Saul Tarvitz and Lucius who are these two soldiers walking around in these forests being attacked by spiders every <laughs> 20 minutes and it's again it's really fun because suddenly it goes oh these aren't the, these aren't the main guys these are still these are still the Astartes and stuff like that yes. and you get like a glimpse into these other things and then our main characters come down and save them you right. know so there is this cool thing and they're like well why are we just fighting these spiders and I like this part because it's a bit like the movie uh, Starship Troopers where they go you go mm. well not like there's this co- there's this crossover like with alien you yeah. know no aliens where they're like nuke them from orbit it's the only way yeah. to be sure and you're like well if you've got a thing and you want to wipe out these these um these uh, creatures, uh, creatures yeah. nuke them from orbit and you can just wipe you know you can just wipe it out yeah. um and uh, and so they're like, oh yeah, we should do that. And they start throwing, you know, lobbing bombs down low and stuff. Um, but the whole point of Starship Troopers in the, in the movie Starship Troopers, you're like, well, why don't we just blast them from orbit? But the whole point of that is because you're in a fascistic totalitarian uh, system. Yeah. The the ground war is the point. Like yes. sending people in to be maimed and killed yeah. shows how bad the enemy is, which is like, it becomes a circular kind of thing. Like yeah. yeah, but look look how many people they've killed. And it shows oh we were. Right Right. Yeah, we were right to yes, start this war because exactly. look how bad they are. So yeah. like, but if you didn't kick the hornet's nest, you wouldn't be stung by the hornet. Right. It's like, yeah, but we're being stung by the hornets. So let's send someone in to fly swat all the hornets. You're like, well, just just gas out the hornets. Like, I'm like no, no, we got to do it individually. We got to like the only because way the to do it is attacked yeah. us. Yeah, the hornets attacked yeah. us. Now we've got to do it, you know, man on man, one, uh. you know, one man per per one mega arachnid in this case and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, there's this whole thing about doing it for the honor and the the purpose of this is sort of like no, we have this. Um, we have to stamp out uh, the enemies of humanity for the for the emperor, and we're doing this in the emperor's image, and he would be down here doing it. And so yeah, it's this whole kind of like. Uh, weird group think like getting ourselves into a fucking situation but it turns out and here's the thing again I'm not it, the, the the fun of the book isn't like the overall plot so what it turns out there's this other group of uh, humans that they come across who have already defeated the spiders and contained them in this world and said oh we know where the bad guys are we know where the spiders are we're not going to wipe them out because like we're not going to do the xenocide thing yeah. we're not going to wipe out yeah. the whole the whole the thing but we know that they're on that, that planet mm-hmm. and we'll just keep an eye on them they're mm-hmm. not coming off the planet mm. And then they're like, hey, what are you Warhammer guys doing over here? What are you Legions doing stamping around at the planet? That's like a nature reserve for these really dangerous spiders. So then the third part of the book is them going, oh, what's, no, what's the third part? They've got the, oh, the Interrex. And there you're like, all right, so they're kicking humans' ass, then they were kicking spiders' asses, and now they're going to kick. And then they're like, oh, no, actually, now it becomes like this weird diplomatic mission to the Interrex. And they're like, oh, no, we want to be friends, and we don't want to like, do this. Like but After what is- the disaster with the spiders, let's yeah. approach in a different way. And then way. I realized, oh, this is great, because you see it all from this outside point of view. But Horus, like I say, he's it's the story of somebody who is a war master wanting to become a diplomat and politician yeah. and trying to, like, turn the juggernaut of like an entire legions of of, of war making Yay, behind battle. him yeah battles yeah the way we do it. oh look there's spiders let's go and fuck up the spiders fight, there's fight humans them. let's go and crush the humans yes. there's this interacts well if they look at us funny well, let's go in with it and it's like oh yeah if you give an army a job to do what they're gonna do is they well we got this battleship 
we got to use this. But we got the battleship. We're gonna might as well use it. Like yeah. we got like it's we got all this logistical stuff. Like how do they how do they do wars? Like how does America do wars? Like yeah. with their imperial wars? It's like well we're gonna we're gonna turn up and we're gonna build bases. And you're like you don't need to build bases. Like, yes. like that's what they do when they spend like you know yeah, it's, it's, it's years this, building the same bases in the in the uh, Peter Hamilton book where yeah. they have the, you you have to give the army a purpose. Yes. Because if you're giving them uh, like a, oh, wait until we have this war coming mm. on, it will be great and you will be yeah. fighting people. If yeah, that doesn't happen, do. they are just going mad and uh, yeah. going crazy. So, yeah, that so weirdly enough, this book, I really like the different layers of this book mm -hmm. in that it it all of the battle stuff is all great. You know, like Dan Abnett, really good about like talking about big men with big swords and, and war and hammers and, uh, you know, blasters and fighting other humans and, and fighting arachnids and, and the, sorry, the mega, what is it? The mega arachnids? Yeah. Um, and all that kind of stuff. And these all these supporting characters as well. It made me feel, it made me uh, think a lot about the uh, Malazan Book of the Fallen novels, which you've not read, but they're these things no. where they're like, oh, there's this big like uh, global uh, war going on with all these different things. And in that book, you're actually, you're just spending a lot of time in the troop, like in with the troops, but then there's magic in the background and all this kind of stuff. Right. And as I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, as I was reading the book, I was like, oh yeah, I remember Malazan Book of the Fallen is actually started off based on role, a role-playing uh, scenario, oh. a role-playing scenario okay. that, the, that the author was doing and then blossomed out from there is you got the characters and move them around it yeah. feels it feels like a similar kind of stuff yeah so you get someone who can write battles really well but also what like i say it surprised me well i'm not sure why it should surprise me but what it revealed is like if you're actually doing these simulations of massive wars mm. there has to be like a, a, a thorough backstory of what why these space marines are fighting each other or why this is going on right and it's kind of refreshing to read a book which I thought was just going to be like a description of lots of space battles actually have interesting characters and interesting politics behind those characters and interesting motivations behind those characters yeah. it's not difficult and it's not difficult to do because you just go oh right let's set this up this person wants something different than what this person wants how will they go about getting it and yeah. it's like that this book is like the polar opposite of that em last emperor's book by john scolzi <laughs> which is just like it's just that is just so mind-numbingly dumb but this book i'm going into it thinking oh this is going to be a book based on little war figurines and it's stuff like that be and as i was reading i was like this is actually really good i mean it's not it's not really clever but it's satisfying that every time somebody is doing something or any time when these council meetings happen with these four people and yeah. they have different opinions yeah. and and you realize oh horus is he like this war master horus he's and the whole end of this like the last section of this book is these discussions about look you we our two um, civilizations met and you're the main person who come, came to meet us is called War Master. Like, what did you, what do you think we, you were going to be like? And mm -hmm. they're like, oh yeah, I guess that does look a bit weird, you know, from the, the outside. Fulfilling a role. Yeah, like, if yeah. if your main guy is called War Master, right. like, what do you, how do you think that we're going to respond yes. if you turn up on, you in a battleship a with War Master? Yeah, okay. like, uh, but if you'd have sent, if you'd have sent your poet over, we'd have had like a different opinion of you and they're like, yeah. oh yeah, that yeah, is maybe, a weird uh, So, yeah, yeah this what starts off as... Oh, yeah, come on. One second. Yeah. I just need to quickly pop into the kitchen and what? check that my apple stuff is... Oh, okay, yeah. You're doing some cooking. You yeah. go. Juliana is going off. I'm going to look through my notes here as well. Malazan, Book of the Fallen. Um, yeah. Stamp out all irrationality, but watch out for the irrationality bit. Yeah, no, I've, I think I've actually gone through all of my notes here. Um, how's your cooking doing over there? I'm not going to pause this podcast. 
I don't edit the podcast. So yeah, um, when I'm just going to keep uh, k- killing time. I was going to look through my notes, but I've, I've literally gone through every single one of my notes. Oh, let me talk about the audiobook narrator. I know this audiobook narrator. It is, let me look over here, Toby Longworth. Toby Longworth is the audiobook narrator. He, um, I know his voice from, he's actually done Peter F. Hamilton. I think he did the Great North Road audiobook and maybe the one of the Dreaming Void books, but I think I read those ones. He's also done the... Um, uh, Ian M. Banks books. He did Matter and other, I think, other books. So Toby Longworth is a, a, an audiobook narrator. How is your Apple um, source that you're making? It's not burning yet. It's not burning. Which is was... I, did, I didn't know you'd left something on the stove. Well, it's just going, like oh, it's bubbling, bubbling a away. Bit, so I just wanted to make sure. That's cool. So um, over all in all, I've got through all of my notes here. I right. just want to say that it's a really big surprise. No, again, it's not a surprise because, like I say, if you say, give me the best book of, like, there's hundreds and hundreds of these books, like, yes. of Warhammer books, novelizations. Yeah. Yeah. If you say, give me the best book of all of them, right. it's probably going to be a good book. Yeah. And it is. Dan Abnett is a very good writer. The characters are really interesting. The battles are really good fun. And I was won over by it completely. Did this, yeah. did this writer write other books? Yeah, he's written like a thousand other Warhammer books. And on top of that, just loads, <laughs> loads of these. Uh, he's like novelization, the author. Like he's done so many of these uh, novelizations. Okay. Let me click on his name just on Audible here. Um, yeah, Horus, bestsellers, Horus Rising, Legion, the first and only Ghost Gaunt book one. That's in, These are all uh, uh, stuff. So yeah, he's got a lot of books there. So I get, check this. See all titles by Dan Ebn- Abnett. Yeah, he's got 69 novels written. On uh, here on uh, on Audible, um, so yeah, lots of lots of that kind of stuff. Okay. So, big question though. Oh no, Kevin, what's your question? No, I'm just I'm just thinking if if you're if the writer if this is like his his thing. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah, it just makes it like he's like the the expert writer in this kind of field. Yeah, and you'd think, and that... you can just churn out these. Books. Yeah, and you'd think that, oh, like, let's read Horus Horacy. Uh, no, the Horus Heresy. Horus Horacy. Horus Hungry Horus Heresy. <laughs> the Horus Heresy, book yeah. number two. Yeah. Shall I do it? Yes. No. no? Here's the thing. Oh. What am Why I not? getting in for? So here we go. The Horus Heresy series. How many of them are there? Well, I was scrolling down. Book one, Horus, Her- Horus Rising by Dab- Dan Abnett. 4.19 out of 15,000 ratings on Goodreads. Pretty good. Pretty Probably good there. The fans, Next up, False Gods by Not Dan Abnett by Graham McNeil. Ah. Galaxy in Flames by Den Counter. The Flight of the Einstein by James Swallow. Fulgrim by J- Graham McNeil. Descent yeah. of Angels by Mitchell Scanlon. Yeah, but that's a known thing. Next right? up, that... Legion by Dan Abnett. I've got to get all the way to book seven before I get another Dan, Dan, Dan Abnett book. Yes, but maybe the other guys also write Right, good books. Good. Yeah, but, uh, but then you get like, I quite, I quite, I think that is actually not a bad thing because then you have a, a coherent, you have a, a overall yeah. universe story. No, I like everyone's playing that, the same universe. But his, then, that's not that's not the reason why I'm not going to keep reading. Oh, the book began. You remember when I said the book began? I was there the day that Horus killed the Emperor. Right. That doesn't happen at the end of this book. I don't know when that's going to happen. When is when is the Horus Heresy going to come to light? When is it really going to kick off? I don't know. And again, I mentioned this before in mm. with that King Killer King Killer Chronicles or something like. Let me sit down and tell you the story of how I King Killer. It's the same kind of thing. How I killed the king. And you're like, yeah. great. And you get the first book. Nothing happened. Uh, well, lots of I things mean, happens. He doesn't get any closer no. to killing being a king, king Killer. Right. The second book. 
came out a few years later was another 24, literally 28 hours worth of audiobook to listen to. Yeah. And he didn't get any closer to it. Book three hasn't come out, like 12 years later, book three of the King Killer Chronicles hasn't come out. And I still don't understand how, you but know. But these books are all there. Yes, but okay, book one, but and I but listed book seven is when Dan Abnett comes back again. Book eight, book nine. I'm keep. You can see how I'm scrolling down. You see how I'm scrolling down. Yeah. You see how is I'm this scrolling all part down. Of that thing? So I'm scrolling down. I'm scrolling down. Book. I'm down to what book? 44, 45, 46, 47, oh. 48, 49, 50, oh. 51, 52, 54, and then it gets into like a different series. Ooh. We have fifty-four novels in the basic. Horus Heresy storyline. Mm. 54 novels. Well. And look up here, it says in the Horus Heresy series, oh, this is the Goodreads list 98 primary works, which are novels, 294 total works. Here's the issue with this my life isn't long enough for me to spend uh, enough time. If each one of these audiobooks is like 10 to 15 hours long or something like that. Mm. I don't have enough time in my life or audible credits to spend to continue on with a series which I don't know isn't going to end. Like, I don't know if it's going to end or not. And right. I've told you this before. I mean, this this whole series might be finished. You know, this The Horus Rising came out in 2006. And if I scroll down to book 50, what was it, 54, um, that came out in 2019. Like, these books might still be ongoing and I don't know when the end is mm. and I don't know if I care enough about these books or these stories. Like, this book was a good surprise. I enjoyed it. It's fun. But there's lots of things that I, like, like, enjoy and go, right, that's enough. I don't need to carry on. For example, Game of Thrones. I read the first book. I, I also watched the first season and I'm mm. like, good, I'm done with that until the series is finished. Once the series is finished, mm. maybe I'll go through and, you know, and say, is it worth reading or is it worth watching this all the way through to the end? I did the same thing with Lost. I do yeah. the, did the same thing with all these other things, you know, like I'll watch the I'll watch the miniseries that kicks it off. I'll watch the first season and go, I very much enjoyed that. I don't need more of that in my life. Okay. I'm While you're telling me all that, yeah. I'm thinking about i try to think what yeah. is the longest consecutive series of books that i have read yeah and i think like maybe i can't remember all of them of course yeah i can't but maybe maximum maybe 10 books yeah yeah i've read books which are i've read series which are like spread out or maybe there'll be like an opening trilogy and then there'll be the next trilogy but like that that story finishes up the wraps up in a trilogy and then they can you can start the next book in yeah. the series but mostly mostly i'm more, more reading uh, the books that i read are more like oh there's one character and then they have yeah they have standalone of... adventures but yes. this starts off with a like we're setting something up and it gets to the end and it's there's not so much cliffhanger but you're like oh right i see yeah. where this these war and politics machinations are going in the future and i can totally see how horus ends up killing the emperor you know and i i have this ongoing thing i'm i'm luckily now my library um keeps giving me the the murder bot diary books for free for free yeah um so because they're so short yeah i can squeeze them in between other books i'm reading yeah so every time they, they come up i just read them yeah and then so they they're just coming and yeah. going and and 
and the, so this is the kind of thing that I think is this kind of stuff. You yeah. just have a book that you're reading, and uh, then you don't have a book, and then and you, you just think, switch over to oh, this I one. Just, uh... I'll just check out the next Horus Heresy book. Yes. The thing is, it's not just this. There's also like a, there's many other series. Anyway, we've talked for a so, long time so, about this book. So basically, nobody who reads these or does this Warhammer stuff can possibly have read or read or consume all of these books. I don't know. There's there's hundreds of them. Like, if I go to... Let me just go to... I'm sure there's like a, a, a Warhammer list of all novels. I'm sorry, I just had it. Okay, so how many how many novels are there? List of Warhammer 40, 40k novels. Um, is there a... Uh, be a bit. Oh, look. Just look. Look at this. Just reading through the contents of like oh. the... Of the... Uh, of this... Of the headers. Of just the headers. I'm oh. scrolling. I'm, I haven't got past the the contents of the the Wikipedia page there. Right. So look at this. Yeah. The novel, the main novel series. Look, they've done book... You see how they start numbering the books? They is do this... the same as SFBRP. You know, when I started doing the SFBRP, I said that when in the in the metadata or in so the list, I said, one. I actually, it's not book. It wasn't SFB episode one. It was episode hash zero zero one. And I was like, yeah, because if I do this for a long time, I'm, I, I want them to be sorted in order. And this isn't episode one. It's zero zero one. And this is great because now we're in the hundreds. We're up to episode four hundred and twenty nine, I think. No, okay. no, no. Four. Let's have a look. Where are we? What are we up to here? Which one um, did you put in there? No, uh, yeah, four, yeah, four hundred and twenty-nine. We're up to four hundred and twenty-nine. But again, when I roll down to a thousand, that's when I'm going to start having to add an extra digit. But that'll be in like that'll be after twenty years of doing tricky. the podcast. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, so that's what they know that there's going to be these books. But you see, like that, 50, fifty-four books. The saga continues in the Siege of Terror's new novels, and then there's the Siege of Terror, and then there's the Primarchs, and then there's other characters in the Horus Heresy, and then there's all those novellas. Then the Siege of Terror, and then these audio dramas, also included in book oh. number thirty-seven, uh, Omnibus, the Beast Arises novel series, and that. The, all of those series are just in the Warhammer 30k rather than the Warhammer 40k. And then in the Warhammer 40k, look, there's just hundreds <gasps> and hundreds of books there. Oh. I don't know if any any one person has read all of these novels because, oh my goodness, there well, are a lot of... you can spend certainly your, your whole life Yeah, with if you, you could become not like I am, which is, I'm a science fiction reader or a science fiction and fantasy reader, you would just be someone who reads and curates like, oh no, this if you want the best Warhammer books, this is it. Right. Does the guy, it's like comic books, you know, yeah. like some people will have read all the comic books, but a lot of people they have their favorite series like oh i do i just read batman or i just read spider-man or i just read whatever man um as we <laughs> go through. yeah probably oh, a whatever man whatever woman yeah whatever woman yeah um interesting uh this is this is super fascinating to let me. me tell you the yeah. other reason why i was okay about spending an audible credit on this book because there's this new thing where if you're, a, uh, uh, I guess maybe it's for me, I was just given this. I don't know if it's always the same with this. I now have, because uh, I'm a, a, a member, they right. actually now just have titles which are just free and Ooh. okay for you just to read as part of your subscription. Like a lot of them are podcasts. Some of them are, you know, some interview shows. But some of them, they just said, hey, what we're going to do is to encourage people to spend more credits or to like bring them over and become a member. Yeah. We'll give them books that they don't have to spend credits on, including all of the um, Vorkosigan saga, oh. which I read a few of them. I was like, yes. ah, I'm probably not going to go on with that. Um, 
I, I enjoyed the first one. But look, I actually found here as well. Uh, what did I get up to? Uh, Brothers in Arms, a Miles Vorkosigan novel, book nine. No, I didn't get that far. But no. whichever way round it goes. And look at this, Planet of the Apes. I would probably never spend a, 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 like an Audible credit on a six-hour audiobook of Planet of the Apes, but it's just now included in my Audible stuff. Like some oh, other bits nice. of uh, some other bits of these uh, books that I found in a series. Uh, one, this one by uh, Mike Resnick. Um, and there's a few others ones things. Uh, yeah, and Nova some... by Samuel R. Delaney. And there's this other one where I, I read this book, An Ember, Embers of War, which I read the first book. And now the next book by Gareth L. Powell is book two in that series. Turns out I, I don't remember which one of these military science fiction books this was in there as well. <laughs> yeah. So I just added quite a few of these things to this book. And I'm like, oh, right, I can actually now not, I can, if I want to use an audible credit on a book, which I'm not totally sure about in fact by the time i did this i was sure of it because i'd listened to the abridged version and a part of the you abridged had a version. taste of it yeah. so it's good so yeah it's okay. one of those things that like i i actually now have a spare audible credit because there's some other books that i'm already listening and so to this warhammer book was also in this library no it wasn't in that library okay. but it's funny how many of the other like uh, novelizations there's the novelization of the meg you know we watched the meg book uh, no the the meg uh, Me- movie Maged- Magadalon. yeah but it's the, the big shark with yes. being Uh, being the, uh, killed by um, Jason Statham. Yes. There's like four more books in that series because that's, that's based on a there's novel. There's that much more material. There's, that's based on a novel and the same author wrote, and I but I thought it was like a novelization of the book. I was like, wow, that of book. The movie. Only, sorry, of the movie. I was like, that movie only came out like two years ago. How does it already have like five books in the series? It turns out, no, it's the other, the way, other around. way around. The, yeah. the, the books, the, the movie is based on the book. Uh, of the Meg, the book. So, mm. uh, so yeah, there's there's lots and loads and loads and loads of stuff there on Audible, uh, which is which I was uh, surprised. They just sent me an email saying, "Hey, just check out all these books. You can just add them to the library and listen to free without spending an Audible credit." And I was nice. like, "Thank you very much." So it's becoming more of a Netflixy kind of thing. Like right. You keep giving them enough you giving them you, money. Yeah, it's you like give a them fifteen dollars a, yeah. a month, and then you get you you pay you get one book that you choose. Plus, you can read any of these other novels that you can. And I don't know if right. any of I don't know if the other um, these Do you think it's, a, it's a, an algorithm that gives them for you, or do you do you think everybody gets the same books, or is it like a? It's just a list of books. I, yeah, I think. It's, do you think it it might be uh, personalized? No, I don't think it is. No. I think it's okay. just they've gone through. The thing is, these Lewis McMaster Bujold books are the things that get people to have uh, an audible uh, subscription. Uh, subscription. Okay. I've heard I've heard lots of people say that. Yeah, like I get one of those and I read one of those books every month, and that's kind of like the audible subscription is pretty much a Miles Vorkosigan subscription. <laughs> service um, okay. because she uh, Lewis McMaster Bujold seems I think she said in an interview that she makes like 90% of her money now from audible uh, like oh, I... Miles Volkos are going audible sales but again that's that was a few years ago maybe it's not so much so maybe it's sort of like they're like all right we're topping out with these ones let's just right. make this part of like a reason to sign up people get into this series and be happy to keep paying money to keep listening to these mm-hmm. books and you know we can keep them keep getting their money even if they wouldn't be like eh. like you you do have that analysis paralysis the same with Netflix that you sit there and you scroll through it for like 25 minutes trying to find a movie to watch or yeah. you you spend as much time as you would want to like to, to watch a TV show deciding on what TV show you want to do yes. and by say, but imagine that with Netflix but then saying and you can only do that once per month and it's going to cost you $15 for that one book yeah. you know yeah, yeah, and yeah. so to give people like this like stress-free way of listening to an audiobook just say oh yeah I'll try out this series and knowing that there's going to be like another 12 books in the Miles Vorkosigan series that they can get to if they want yeah. is a, is an interesting way so So maybe I'm thinking of of checking out another um, Miles Vorkosigan novel just to see if it's like if my brain can put up with if it. Because, suddenly, uh, yeah, because that series seemed to fall off pretty pretty <laughs> sharply for me. But you know, it's a fun book. Maybe um, I'll uh, maybe I'll give it a go. 
So no more horrors, horrors, heresy. If somebody said to me, here is another Dan Abnett book, which is as good as that first book, but you, again, it's sort of like an, a, a, it's a, like a, a starting point. Like you don't need to know any of the politics or anything. But this is great because like this is literally the first book chronological, chronologically of all of those books. It's the first book that's set 10,000 years before the main universe is set. Okay, so, so it is really is the starting point of this whole thing. It's, yes, but even that has backstory. You could easily tell the story of how these space marines were coming and how yeah, the emperor comes along. Yeah, it's a bit along. like then the Star Wars. Star Wars always yeah, has can, like a back. Oh, you can to always keep going back. back. You can always to the back keep story. Going. Yeah, but for me, it doesn't matter because like I don't, I don't have any emotional connection to the the, the other material. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I don't know who the emperor is. I don't know what these space marines are. I don't know who the Astarsis is. I don't know who the orcs are. I don't know who the spiders are. It's sort of like for me, it's sort of like yeah, let's jump in and let's have this kind of interesting political maneuvering some fun space battles and like a, a layer of satire which is like <laughs> just enough to make it like self-aware that like oh right you yeah, were all these big guys and we're doing this for rationality and stuff and like it's it's a it's a novel about the the dawning recognition in the back of people's brains that oh we are we're this is this is weird also here. we are all called after egyptian mythology yeah well it's not just egyptian also just but... this this whole idea that Somebody th can think that they can just say, okay, from now on, you're not allowed Irrationality. to think that. Yeah. That just doesn't work. Yeah, of course. You, can't, you can't just say, okay, this is now forbidden. And then yeah. it stops. Yeah. You can't say, okay, now from now on, you're not superstitious anymore. Mm. This is just not how it works. Oh, well, that's the thing. And then when people start going, you know... They might have it, and everyone's like, "Ooh!" Like this, there's lots, there's lots of moments in this book where everyone's like, "Ooh, you can't show that." Like, look, he's the, he's the, he appointed by the emperor. He's the war master. Like, he is being trusted to make decisions here, and everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, oh, I don't know. Oh no, it just sounds a little bit like a little bit too close to the edge. You can't say that, can you?" Your face What? is really. Funny. Anyway, it's uh, yeah. So that's kind of stuff. All right, how long have we gone? We, we talked about this book for an hour. Um, yeah, almost exactly an hour. Yeah. An hour and 14 seconds is the length of the podcast so far. So let's wrap it up. I enjoyed this book a lot. Okay, I'm going to give it four stars. It's totally worth four stars. Um, If you say so. Yeah, it's a, it's a four-star book of a series which I'm going to spend like literally no more time on at all unless I get a very, very specific recommendation. Uh, or if somebody says, no, no, the next book is really good and then the third book is really good and then that's the end of the story. And then, and there, then the is next an book, there is an end Like if somebody <laughs> says, if somebody tells me that the third book has an end which isn't just sort of like a continuing like road into what's your, what's a desert. What's your end? What's your, like if somebody says, okay, the, the sixth book. Okay, It, this book starts off, I was there when Horus killed the emperor, the day that right. Horus kills the emperor. If that happens at the end of book three, I will read up to that point and, and then be like, is, I'm done. Four is already... Four books, I'd be like, mm, probably not. Okay. But again, I don't actually care that much because I'm probably not going to do it. I'm just saying like the best case scenario would be to give me two more of these books in this series. Tell me that the next two books, even though they're written by two, two other people, tell me there is good quality of these yeah. and it ends with Horus killing the Emperor as the opening line <laughs> promises. Right. But you can't give me a King Killer Chronicles where like Or... King Killer is in the name and 12 years later <laughs> I still haven't got there. I mean, I haven't read the books. Or... What's that? Or you get to the point where it actually happens and it doesn't matter if you read the previous books. Yeah, it's a, like, like, if it a happens, standalone novel if it, of this Yeah, year. if it happens in book, uh, I don't know, 43, 43 is the book where it happens yeah. and you can read just that well, book. Well, let's, let's just go, skip to the end. Let's skip, skip to the end here. Uh, what, did we, what did I say here? 54, 50, did 50, you book say? Book 50... 
the book of the fireworks number one. Oh yeah here we go book four i'm just going to click on this uh, the buried dagger by james swallow this came out this year so that's like 54 novels can in you say 12... 2019 yeah 2009 oh 2019 yeah no it says yeah it said this series now continues we're like going back to zero and it's like a new series okay. that continues Look, on this now. also has can i see it correctly four stars yeah, four point eight. Yeah, of course. If you've read fifty-four books and this is the next one, you're going to probably be like, "I'm with it." Um, okay, so it says here: for long years, the Horus Heresy has ground on. Now the Death Guard have been sent to begin the final battle. Um, but Mortarion and his sons must. I don't even know who Mortarion is. I don't even. Anyway, none of these. Uh, well, you had that fifty, fifty yeah, books. Fifty-four books later, like yeah, like every every. It's like a, a soap opera. Like there's there's nobody who was there in episode one who is still is there. Still like there? Yeah. twelve years later, okay. at the end of the everyone's been so. Okay, so it says the Horus Heresy has ground on for long years. So I'm guessing. Uh, I'm guessing it still it's, hasn't it, happened yet. No, no, the the heresy has begun. Like I'm saying, like that. When does the heresy? It, like it, you can't be fifty-four books in and then he kills the emperor. No, I'm saying him <laughs> killing the happened. emperor must kick off the heresy a bit further on. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go on with this. Like again, unless he kills the emperor in the end of book three, and that's a good <laughs> natural stopping point, And those two next two books are good. I will do. I would go on with that because it, right. it, I did have fun with this first book. But I don't know. It's one of those things that like this is this matched and oh this this. Again, I wouldn't say it exceeded my expectations, but I was very happy with uh, with, with what, what I got, got with yeah. what I got here. In the same way that everybody was raving about the TV show Lost, and I watched the first season, I was like, "Yeah, I can see why everyone's raving about that. That's really great." I'm no way going into season two, and I I, I made the right choice. Right. I have a really really fond memory of Lost, of watching Lost, and very much enjoying it. And everybody who stuck with it through to the end was disappointed. Like, everybody who went through to it at the end was disappointed. Yeah. And I'll do the same thing with a lot of these novels. I'll give it these series. I'll, I'll read the first one. Great. And I know in these ways I'll start reading the second book and I'm just like, nah, just don't care anymore. Yeah. And then I just return the audiobook and I'm just like, yeah, I'm done. No, it's not for me. Although this is finished. So, yeah, this is after 2019. But, you know, uh, if I want more of this, you know what? I'll just read the next Malazan Book of the Fallen uh, kind of novel. It's the same old grizzled warriors in with magic going on in the background and these big battles you know it's, it's the same is kind it of also thing. massive series like that yeah it's like it's it's i think it's 12 books long and i'm four yeah, books into it certainly different too yeah wow, but also each one, of, each one of those books is like four times the length of oh, these okay. so you know it's, it, it's, <laughs> it's like these massive chunky it's, it's a chunky one but yeah i've been bitten like i say the, the these other fantasy series that i've got into which haven't finished yet for mm. example the the prince of darkness the book the first book really great the second book really great the third book which kind of finished that trilogy garbage and i really disliked it the next book of the f next trilogy really great the next book really great the book after that garbage the next one garbage i am not continuing on with that because it's got less than a 50 percent hit rate now of <laughs> of uh R. scott backer's uh weird magic i mean it's amazing writing like really good but like after the first two books in each one of these sequences i'm just like fuck you i just don't i just don't get like and but it's not finished like the series isn't finished like each time you're getting into the new book you're like all right let's get back in you're ramping yourself up and you yeah. go in and you're disappointed point and you're like but i've already invested so much time in this series i have to keep liking it it's like no you don't you don't have to keep liking it. and you know what you don't have to keep it you didn't have to invest all that time in it yeah. wait for the series read the first book if you enjoy it great stop wait pause wait for the entire series to be finished that mm. you know there's going to be an end point that the author is happy with mm. and then once that's happened read all the way through and you're right. going to be good with it I unless think... it, unless it's these standalone novels like the miles Bokos are going to sort of like the continuing adventure of yeah. you're like all right yeah, yeah whatever but but i think there are people out there who are very very happy to just go to, to read along with it to yeah. read along with it 
even if it's mediocre, we, we even, have this, if, even if they don't. But also, like read, it. keeping up with it is yes. a fun thing. It's like yeah. you were saying before. When uh, no, it was the, the good example is when we had this with the um, the Thanos movies uh, of the Avengers, mm. and you were like, "Oh, next time this happens, we'll be you know, I won't go into a theater and regret going into an overcrowded theater with you know smelly people next to me." And I was like, "There isn't going to be a next half time mm. because the only reason why that was such a big moment in pop culture is because it was a culmination." Of many movies spread over many years And people didn't know how it was going to end And everyone came together in this moment To know how it was going to end In the same way that the final Harry Potter book came out Like if you now just read all the way through Harry Potter It's not a special experience Mm. But the experience is reading along Along. with these Horrors heresy books for 54 books Set over 15 years And And then when the last book comes on Community, the speculation, how is it going to happen The soap opera-ness of it Nobody goes back and watches long long form soap operas Because it's disposable in that way yeah. So, not your canon, yeah, but it's your but it's your pop culture phenomenon people. that you're tied in with. Yes. Um, and yeah, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe did that really well. Yeah. That Star Wars felt the weight of that on yeah. every single move they made and did it really it's badly true. because but they were burdened by the, the weight of being the Star that Wars phenomenon. thing. Also, has a whole other section which I am not familiar at all, which I'm not following along at all, What's which is that? all these Clone War stuff. The the, the TV World, shows, the yeah, yeah, books, yeah, yeah. The, 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 they have all like, on my the, the kids' TV shows. It's stuff, like yeah. on my library app, the same kind of thing happens. Ah, that yeah, but they, like, they the extended Star universe, yeah, yeah. Star Wars, books, it's the same Star with Wars this. Books. It's the same kind of thing with this. But again, I, what I find interesting, and I'm not sure if this is true, but Star Wars, the extended universe stuff, was like ancillary to the the movies. That mm. It's always secondary. Mm-hmm. But it seems that again, I don't know just from the outside, because the main uh, thing that you're purchasing from Warhammer is is these little figurines mm-hmm. and you're playing games with them, mm-hmm. the actual story, the um, canonical story is the books. It's not the right. movies. It's not the other stuff. It's not what happens in the games because what happens in the it games, you're the deciding that. Okay. Well, it's not it follows the books. Like, But if you have a battle, you, you're deciding the outcome. Right. It's, but, so that can't be canon because every single person who plays that campaign could have a different outcome. Okay. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So the novels are the canon, whereas the main product isn't. Whereas in Star Wars, it's the other way around, that the main product are the movies mm. and their canon, and yeah. the other product is sort of like, you know, the comic books and the side. extended universe and all that other stuff is, is side stuff. The yeah. computer games aren't canon. The Lego versions of the computer games, like the Lego, whatever <laughs> it is, the animation yeah. that you see on Netflix or Disney, yeah. they're not canon. They're right. ancillary. But the ancillary stuff of this, of, of this Horus Heresy, is canon in the main story, which is what you're doing when you're moving little little uh, battle tanks and dinosaurs around. On, on a, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> okay. Right, let's wrap so, it up. Four stars. Uh, yeah. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Luke Burridge. You can also recommend books for me to read. If you go over to goodreads.com and uh, check out the uh, the uh, SFP, uh, SFBRP listener group, there's this uh, series, uh, a whole thread there called... Um, Books I would like to see reviewed. Um, and someone said, uh, given the review for Gideon the Ninth, I'd be interested to uh, in a SFBRP a recent release sequel, Harrow the Ninth. I tried that. I returned it. Sorry about that. It just wasn't. So there won't be a review of that? It won't be a review of that. No, because I didn't finish the book. I only got, you know, I got like five. Eight, I think I got to chapter eight and I kept on. I just couldn't get through it. Like it, it, I killed, remember it, you. <laughs> it broke me. But this has happened before with other series. Like I said, yes. it's literally the same thing happened with... Um, 
with the uh, with the Prince of Nothing series, I got to one book and I was like, just you know, I was listening to the audiobook, couldn't do it. I bought it as a as a paper book, I think, and I was just stuck. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. And maybe not that one, but I was, um, yeah, because I was having so much trouble with the audiobook. The next book I bought as an, a, a book to, like a, as a, a, to, a, a, to actually read it, yeah. so I wasn't yeah. listening to it. But there's some books which I think are for me, like Harrow the Ninth. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. It felt like, although I gave it a low rating, because it, it felt like it was going to be a series for me. Yeah. But I discovered it wasn't. And when I'm struggling, it t- it's taking me a week to finish one chapter of the book. I know it's not the book for me. Yeah. Because this book, no problem at all. I was like, let yeah, me put the, like, the audio book on. I'll show you through. No, I understand. So you can get through So what's your next book then? Um... Well, uh, the next book we're going to review might be The Vanished Birds, which I finished like literally four months ago or whatever. No, I'm actually re- rereading uh, Hyperion as another book that I've been reading because oh. of that, because like the, the, the story that the fir- opening story of that is exactly like Hyperion. Mm. And also the um, Peter F. Hamilton book that we're reading has, well, that was very Hyperion. So I'm just, I'm doing that book. Yes. Um, I might try another one of these Volkosigan saga, but I just don't know. I'm going to, I think what I'm going to do is look through this Audible library and, and see uh, what you can get. No, not see what I can do. Just test some things out. Like, right. normally I would just listen to a sample or, you know, like you say, you'd get a Kindle sample and be like, shall I go on with this? Yeah. But now I don't even need to do that because it's I don't even have to pay for it once yeah. I get to the end of the sample. I can yeah. just download the full book yeah. and, and go so- as far as I want. And then I don't, again, it takes that mental weight off. Do I want to read this book or listen to this audio book yeah. or spend a credit on it or not? Yeah. I don't need to worry about it. So, yeah, I just, when I, the first thing I did, I was like, oh, all the Miles Vakosigan books are here. So I added some to work out which ones I'd read before. I wasn't quite sure how far along. Oh. Okay. See what we get. So maybe that one. But also, I'm going to just look through more of that and see what I can find. Yeah, I promise I will get on with Vanished Birds. I'm now if, 64% in. If you, not, if you don't think you're going to finish it, but that second half of that book goes in a direction which I find amazing and really interesting, and I'd love to hear your point of view of it once good, we talk about good, it. Good, because the story is so complex. So many things happen. I have let's, already forgotten how let's, what happened. Let's talk about that on the day. Uh, thanks. Oh, no. Uh, yes, if you want to. I talked about Audible. You can, you can get your own Audible... Uh, uh, subscription and help out if you want by going to audibletrial.com forward slash sfbrp the other way to help support the podcast is we have a patreon it's mostly about juggling stuff and the juggling podcasts and juggling videos but again if you uh, want to help out and support us in these coronavirus times which would be really handy because we we literally bought a house this year and we have to have to pay the mortgage yes. um it's it was, all fine it's all fine but also uh the patreon support that we're getting is helping a lot so that is a fantastic Absolutely. support at the moment thank you for us. so, so much patreon.com forward slash luke burridge uh, you can find it there um which is which would be really great and yeah and if you want me to read a book the best thing to do is to go over there and support us for 25 dollars per month for actually you can do it for pounds or euros for 25 pounds 25 dollars 25 euros per month um we will read the book that you suggest as long as it's a good book and you're not just suggesting it to us as to hate read it. And so, yeah, there's actually somebody else whose book uh, series that I need to get to is that. So I need to I need to look up the email that they sent to say, Ooh. hey, check out this book or the message that they oh, sent. Nice. So um, I'll I'll look that up too. That was it. But that was another. Here's the first book in a nine book series. And I'm like, all oh, right, I've got to work out if I'm going <laughs> to really go for this. So I need to check that out too. So that's it. Uh, thanks a lot for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>